Welcome to the Yellow Couch Podcast, conversations with Casey Peterson, covering a range of topics from business beginnings and entrepreneurship to taboo trends and inspiring guest interviews. Tune in on the go, at work, or just for fun. Grab a seat. There's room here for everyone on the Yellow Couch. Thank you for tuning in to our first ever episode of the Yellow Couch Podcast, conversations with Casey Peterson. I'm so happy to have you guys here This episode particularly is really close to home because it is my start to entrepreneurship and how I got to where I am today. And um, please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or concerns. Would love to hear your feedback Um, and enjoy. Thanks so much. This is a journey I've entered into almost 10 years to date, actually. I started my first company, which was actually a nonprofit organization when I was 17 and it was my junior year in high school. Um, it was actually pretty cool how it came about just because it was a, like I said, a not-for-profit, a charity. Not something every 16-year-old, 17-year-old has their mind on, but I was actually involved in a small town of South Georgia and a part of the big pageant system. <laughs> so if you're from the South, you know how it can be. <laughs> I'll just leave that one there. Um, and we were required to pick our platforms as far as giving back, and a lot of girls had anti-bullying campaigns, anti-bulimia, you know, all kinds of cool, awesome platforms that they stood for, and I found myself struggling leading up to the pageant I was entered in. I would talk to my mom, and I was praying about it, and I just was like, you know, there's so many things that I could do, but I don't really know which one's my calling, which one fits me, you know, sure, I can go donate food here. Sure, I can participate in this campaign there, but nothing was really pulling at my heartstrings enough for me to say, yes, this is it. This is my platform. So, you know, it's crazy how God works. And if you don't believe in that sort of thing, you know, you, you can agree that there's some times where you're just like, whoa, something in the universe is working for me. And in my case, it was God, 100%. I'm sitting with my mom after weeks of kind of contemplating, leading up to it, and we finally just said, you know what, it'll come to you, just just be patient. So sure enough, we're sitting down watching Mrs. World, or Miss World, excuse me, pageant, and um, they have a segment of the pageant, and I'm not sure if they currently have this, this has been, like I said, about 10 years ago, and the segment of this pageant is called Beauty with a Purpose. And it is where all of the beauty queens involved in the Miss World organization from across the globe um, center around uh, charitable causes, giving back to a community. In that particular segment, they were um, building homes and installing a water well in a impoverished town in South Africa. And it was, I mean, such a moving segment. And what was crazy is I wasn't even watching the episode. I was really only watching the pageant to see what dresses the girls were going to wear and listening to their intros and trying to take notes for my own personal, you know, endeavor of being in this pageant. And I just found myself in awe of like how these beautiful women were not only beautiful in the sense of big hair and flashy dresses and having their whole town supporting them, but beautiful because they were selfless. They were going out of their way to help someone else, whether it benefited their crown or not. Um, I just found it super inspiring, and I just remember saying, beauty with a purpose, wow, like how cool is that? And then a few days went by, and I remember I was talking to my mom about um, being in school that day and talking about Disney World to a group of girlfriends of mine, and 
one of the girls that I was dear friends with had never even been out of our county. Um, she was from a low socioeconomic part of town, um, public housing, had grown up in a really uh, rough environment and not necessarily financially stable with a lot of hardships. And it actually kind of blew my mind. Not only had she not been to Disney, which I had been fortunate enough to go to multiple times, thanks to my amazing mother. Um, she had never been out of our county. It kind of blew my mind. And I went home and talked to my mom, like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe, you know, I sound so arrogant, I sound so spoiled that I'm sitting here and it almost sounds boastful if I'm talking about my trip to um, Disney World. And there's people who are lucky to have dinner or never even traveled out of your hometown. I mean, it's not necessarily devastating. It's not necessarily terrible. It was just a matter of really realizing how fortunate I was for what I had been through and what I had had available to me. Um, so with that, we were just talking about like, what if there was like some cool kind of way where you could bring Disney or bring your favorite character to someone um, and bring that experience, like the happiest place on earth? Well, why can't it be multiple places, you know? And I was just talking back and forth about the princesses and how fun that would be and like that I would even dress up as one and you know at the time I was involved in drama club and acting and theater and of course I was extra flamboyant in the sense of like yes yes I can dress up as Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella and not that my friend would want to see that but you know just the concept of bringing happiness to others and my mom was like yeah, you know, like you're you're a beauty queen and a princess, but you have a purpose, like that beauty with a purpose. And I was like, oh my God, mom, that's it. And she was like, you're right, princesses with a purpose. And I just remember it clicked. It was so crazy how weeks of just kind of scratching my head and not really feeling certain led to a moment of complete certainty. This is it. This is what I'm going with and let's do it. Not only that, it felt as if it fell into our lap, just in like a conversation between me and my mom. And it was a beautiful experience and it was an amazing time. There was a lot of hardships behind it, even with that being a, ch a charity organization. Um, and mind you, again, 17 years old and not necessarily something that I can go to advise for all my friends who started charities. I mean, I really was in a brand new scope as far as that category and learning and growing. So, you know, one thing I will say is there is never really a timeline. You can put timelines on yourself and put projects on yourself and due dates and etc. And some things will never meet those timelines. And sometimes those are the things that are probably the most impactful on your life, you know? And I, this was a big, you know, I always say long story long <laughs> because that was a long story to get you into how I started my first ever business. But I learned a lot from starting that charity and being a part of it um, for a few years from out of high school into my early college career to where all through college, I studied public relations at Kennesaw State University. And even picking that major, I was looking through the entire catalog at the college and was like, what in here, what bubble am I about to put myself into? Not only that, how much is this bubble going to affect me in my future? You know, you see all the salary estimates of, okay, well, if you go to PA school, your average annual salary will be blank. Or if you go over here and you do business management and you get into this degree program, you could make blank. 
And even the biggest numbers on those salaries weren't sticking out to me. That's not, I could not really figure out what I was signing up for that was going to just fill me, you know, like fulfill everything that I was really honing in on finding in my future. And I think that's something everyone goes through. And it really hit me hard. Again, 18 years old. I'm not necessarily this, depending on who you are and how old you are listening to this episode, it may be like, oh my God, you were so young. You were a child. And for some people, it might be like, well, duh, that's what I was doing at 18. So to your own judgment there. <laughs> but um, for me, you know, it was a really big deciding factor. Looking at people in spaces of careers that I admired. So at the time, I was a really big fan of anything on e-network and entertainment-based. I, again, like I said, had a background in theater and being on stage and being a part of the drama club, hosting things at my school, hosting, being a part of homecoming pageant, pageant interviews. So you know, to me, I was like, okay, so entertainment driven, but I'm not necessarily qualified or looking to go somewhere like Berkeley. I'm not looking to be a scholar of theater and study those type of performing arts. Um, Not only that, I was really scared because I'm looking at things telling me I'm not going to make money that way. So I will say immediately kind of made me want to switch gears going into college, especially the amount of money that I'd be investing to go to college. And, um, At the time, I admired, and I still admire, Ryan Seacrest. I mean, not only did I, like, grow up watching him hosting American Idol, seeing him on E! News and seeing how he transformed an entire network around him. And I don't mean around him because of him being good-looking or him being a good host or him having funny, fun interviews. I mean him as a brand. I really then realized that oh, I follow and look up to Ryan Seacrest because he himself, he's a brand. And it redefined and restructured how I looked at what my next five-year plan was going to be like. Not necessarily was I looking at, okay, I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to go work for this corporation. I'm going to put my five to ten years of blood and sweat, get myself up to, you know, that directorial role and be able to just, like, rock out in this career path. That never, like, shook me at all. It was not my thing. And that doesn't mean it's bad or good. Personally, for me, not my cup of tea. Um, so it was in that moment that I said, okay, I'm going to go to school. And financially, I'm going to have to work in order to go to school. So I worked full-time through my entire college career. And let's just say the college career took me longer than most. <laughs> It was not like a three, four year deal and I'm done. I spent a good bit of time in Kennesaw, Kennesaw State, and I am still paying for it, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so going back to getting into school, I picked the PR degree or the major strictly because I saw that Ryan Seacrest himself had gone to Kennesaw State and studied in communication with a focus in PR. That is how I picked my major. And not that you should determine such a huge decision off somebody. I like I said, it was mainly the fact that I recognized him as an individual brand and I wanted to take those educational steps on how to get myself there. What is super interesting is college did not teach me anything about that. <laughs> there was not a degree program and there still is not. Maybe I should go start one on individual branding. How to get out of here with your degree and start your own brand. That was not talked to me. 
Instead, I had a lot of blood, sweat, and tears involved in some crazy jobs <laughs> through college. I mean, from a lifeguard, from being at the front desk of a hotel, concierge, from working at a plastic surgery office, from being a bra fitter, you guys. I was a specialty bra fitter. I mean, come on. And yeah, like not Victoria's bras. I'm talking about we fit like all the way to a friggin' O-N-P cup size at this place. Yes, exactly. Exactly what you're thinking. Yes. So, so, and not just one at a time. Most of these were in conjunction with like waitressing and working at a bar and late night shifts plus 12 hour semesters at KSU. Um, so I will say all that to say those life experiences and working in those settings really built me up to decide what I did like about the career of whatever that world was I was working in and what I hated and what I would not do. Even if I had that $100,000 salary, what I would not put up with. And there's not much advice to give in that arena because it's different strokes for different folks, okay? You're gonna get out there and be completely inspired and motivated by something that I might not even flinch at or vice versa. I mean, it's honestly your tale in that regard. But I will say in the individual branding aspect and starting your own company, surrounding yourself with people who share a similar mindset, watching and researching for you should be fun because you're watching and researching things that pull at your heartstrings. If you find yourself dreading to engage and look into or follow along at something, then that's probably not your field. That's probably not your person. That's probably not where you should invest your next five to 10 year plan. Um, so I'm very thankful that Ryan Seacrest was the one who waved that flag for me. And the reason I selected that, you know, that category when going into college. And like I said, I'm very thankful for the experiences I did have to take part in during my college career in order to help me decide what I wanted to do after it. So within two months of my actual graduation, I was in the process of deciding, okay, everyone else in my class has interned at this place or they know exactly what they want to do. They were going to go be at corporate, at Coca-Cola, Turner, Delta. They're going to fly over here and intern at the White House. I mean, I was surrounded by so many amazing, oh my gosh, students and, and classes with me throughout KSU. And I'm sure everyone has that story, no matter what college you went to, to where it's not. It's pretty hard not to size people up or size yourself up and compare to other people your age at the same school in the same program as you who just seem like they have it all together. And I, in my head, was like, am I, not, am I an idiot? Because I don't. I don't want to go do that. I really have been working so hard at all these odd jobs that I don't want to take this degree and go apply it and work at another odd one. And one thing too, my resume will tell you is I did not last, and I don't say last like I got fired. I did not last personally anywhere longer than three to 13 months at any job throughout my college career. And I'm actually proud to say that. I, you know, my mom's probably not so much <laughs> proud to hear it, but I'm proud because I took it as I'm more than this. If I'm dreading something so bad, or I feel like it's literally affecting personal mental well-being at that point probably shouldn't be there probably definitely shouldn't be there 40 hours a week you know you feel me right i get you so 
a lot of those factors were huge in determining me starting my own company. And if you know me personally or you know me through professional life in the last two years, you know that I had started my own public relations company. Um, and I've since managed over 22 different accounts and currently representing 13 different individual and business accounts. And it's called Casey Peterson Public Relations. You know, I get a lot of questions at why it's named after myself. And I promise you, this is not a big ego thing. I am not Calvin Klein. I'm not Tommy Hilfiger. I'm not trying to throw my name on something and make it stick. To be honest, like I said, I base so much around Ryan Seacrest. And I looked at Ryan Seacrest Productions, Ryan Seacrest Radio. If they could rename E! News to Ryan Seacrest News, guess what? I'm sold. So I said, why would I put something on here that might not connect? I want to put my name on the line. Not only that, it's public relations. It's such a big umbrella, but it holds so much weight for a company or an individual to where I want my name to be on the line for both the good and the bad. So, you know, if my name's going on it, you would hope that I'm going to be giving it my all, my best, and representing you at my full 100%. And with that, I've kept things very boutique, it's not an agency. I not only can't afford to hire a whole group of people, that's just not me. Um, a lot of this has been, again, learning curves and all organic experiences that have led me up to further emphasize that this is where I need to be. And I will say, starting in a business, a new business of any sort, whether you're going into your new corporate position you just got or you are literally starting your company from the ground out up like I did. It's difficult. You know, you seek approval in interesting ways from a business standpoint. And I think that my entire first year of business was faced with adversity and judgment and like not so accepting. I mean, I kind of had to go off on a few people and be like, how dare you like not take me seriously? How dare you not understand what I'm telling you? And then, you know, a friend of mine and me were talking one time and they were like, you know, you can't be mad at someone who just doesn't understand. You can explain something all you want, but sometimes people cannot connect if they have no connection on their end that brings them to where you're at. That doesn't mean you're better or someone's less or you're less and someone's better. I'm just saying I had a really hard time connecting with some people about this is what I'm doing because they have had job security and amazing salaries and insurance and benefits and corporate structure for the past 20 years of their life. So I look kind of outlandish that I'm over here just going off on a whim you know, just floating along is what it seems like, I'm sure, to some of my family and some of my corporate friends. But um, when I tell you it is the most rewarding experience, and when I say rewarding, I don't mean I'm cashing these huge checks or I'm making these like crazy awesome benefits and yada yada. No, I'm very much rewarded in the connections and the experience and Everything I feel does have a reason. There is a timeline to everything, as cliche as it sounds. And a lot of the people I now follow, in addition to Ryan Seacrest, you know, I watch a lot of CNBC and Shark Tank and listen to stories like Sarah Blakely of Spanx and 
quotes like, you know, behind every overnight success is 10 years of hard work. And I totally stand with that. And I'm only just a few years chipped in at that big, you know, reward. And I, I feel like I made the right decision for me. And my tip for tap for you, if you are interested or not just interested, I want to say if something's tugging at you mentally and emotionally to do, to go ahead and start your own business, do it. What's stopping you? Is LLCs and Incorporated, all that stuff freaking you out? Don't worry. And don't go on LegalZoom and don't pay hundreds of dollars for an attorney or some brand person to build you a website or build you a logo. No, don't do that. Um, I went and did everything through the state government website, read all of their articles, watched a gazillion YouTubes, and what was funny is every time you Google something, you notice how they try to sell you something in that same, like their first three or four searches. You're going to have to go a few archives deep sometimes to find the free information that's already out there. And um, my company is a limited liability company, which is an LLC. But there are different options of that and, and incorporation options too. And in the state of Georgia, you can actually search through and pick your LLC or your name and make sure it's out there, make sure it's available and secure it. And it's only a $100 annual fee for processing and reserving the name. And I feel like I also went in and purchased a tax ID number and that was an additional 50 or $75. I'm not 100% sure on the cost, but an EIN number is a tax identification number for your company. And see, all these things scared the crap out of me two years ago, FYI. Like, I was, like, Googling, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get sued. What does personal liability mean? Oh, my God, tax ID. I don't even do my taxes. What's going on? Like, freaking out. And I will say, I still kind of freak out about some things. I'll read some things or get notices about stuff, and I'm just like, what does this mean? And But I will say as probably one of the most intimidating things of being an entrepreneur and not really having direct advice from someone else who had done the same thing that I had done right here next to me. I was genuinely relying off of Google and YouTube to in order to figure out this venture. Like I said, they don't teach you this part in school. Um, but yes, the tax identification number is just so if you're getting paid through your business or entity that they are paying through that number in taxes and not your social security number. Um, so that is just back in on how you want to accept payments, how you're processing your clients, your customers, and that varies based on different realms of businesses. Also, too, I think before you go in and do anything regarding an LLC or your EIN, making sure that you have your concept curated. So you know what your brand is, what your mission is, and what it offers. What's for sale? What do you do? What does your brand do? These are all important questions to literally sit down, brain dump in a Word document, Google Docs, or on a piece of paper. That's what I did. Um, sketching out the concept of what identifies as your brand as far as your brand aesthetic, color schemes, a logo. This can be anything. I mean, you could be a pharmacist. You could be a creative. You could be a designer. You could be a cosmetologist. These are all just things I'm just saying that to me, it really helped me just to be like, I was that girl reading all of those like how-to dummy books and like reading these articles, 10 steps to starting your own business and what does an LLC mean? You know, that was me. So 
if I can summarize like days and hours of crazy researching and crazy discovery in 20 minutes for you guys, then here you go. And I hope it's helpful. Um, but yes, yeah, so I am going to actually reiterate this episode um, on my social media. And I do not have a Yellow Couch Podcast handle. I didn't think it was necessary considering no one listens to podcasts on social. They go to the platform to stream it. Um, but if you follow me at my personal account, it is at Casey Peterson. And I'll have polls on there as well. And feel free to direct message me because I am trying to make sure I am not just talking at the wind here. <laughs> that there is someone out there listening. And if you have questions or if you dislike something or you like something... You let me know out on social. But I appreciate you tuning in, and I hope you have a great day. Stay tuned.